All right, guys, we're back. Episode three with Dan Carter. Uh, we're live at Windrock Park. What's going on, sir? Not a whole lot. Thanks for having me again. Well, uh, we've, we've missed you. Um, so we're actually recording this part of the podcast uh, a day behind uh, our guest. <clears throat> Dan couldn't make it up, but we wanted to have some conversation in here first, so we'll, um, we'll get right after it. All right, this weekend, you are making the uh, debut of, have you named it yet? We have not named the new rig the it's a it's a jeep you're going to be running in the vin class correct right it was, it was a marketplace special <laughs> and i can attest to that it uh it needed some love so we released a little video of us taking the tribe to uh, pull apart down in montgomery alabama we were getting some some uh, maintenance and cosmetic parts for the the vin rig um had a homemade lift kit under it we wanted to get that out from under it and make it a little bit more stable but i think we've got it uh Got it dialed in, and we're going to give it a run for the the first VIN class race of, of 2023. So we're running tomorrow or, or, or Saturday for whatever day this comes out. Now, shoot, Friday. Let me get it right. Friday, you're running the UTV stock class. Right. The VIN class. Right. And the UTV unlimited. Right. So we're going to be running all three classes, and it's going to be a busy day for us. And I'm, my goal is to just keep everything together. Um, it's going to be action-packed, and we're going to be wide open. Clyde has, in the past, been throwing some tough courses together. And they went from a, uh, you know, just straight-up hill killing to more of a uh, woods course with some hill killing involved. So hopefully we can... Uh, keep everything together and and at least at least try to finish the courses uh, especially with the vin rig we it's a new to us rig and we don't know a whole lot about it other than uh it's purple so <laughs> so it's hard to miss it, it is purple uh we had that thing at the shop for a while and and it, i think it'll be a good rig it's uh i mean it, it it is the essence of that class right so i think it'll be good um other news you know, the other day we talked about buggies changing hands and who's got what. And, uh, of course, in this episode, people are going to find out about Tyrant. Right. Uh, other news, Cozine sent the donkey back to the Crouches. I, I saw that. Alex, I don't know if Alex actually bought it, but it, it appeared that Alex bought it. And Alex is going to try and build that thing and put it back together. Now, in the UTVs, uh, he was quick. He... He was one of the younger drivers that, that started out, I believe he started out in a chassis buggy. And I, I remember a long time ago, they built that chassis buggy and it's back when his dad still owned Bad Donkey. So he was trying to figure out a name that would kind of relate with Bad Donkey. And um, I believe he named that thing Angry Burrow. The Angry Burrow. And that was probably one of the most highest horsepower buggies that I saw when we first started getting into the, the UTV sport and it, that thing would just straight up work. I was disappointed that he got rid of that deal because he was just coming into his own with it, just getting comfortable with it. And he was flying. He was a lot of times he was, you know, he would be the fastest on one hill and then right. something would bite him on the second one. And then I don't know if, if life got in the way baseball, I think he plays a little baseball. I don't know if he just got burnt out on it. Right. Uh, but he, uh, 
he, I think he sold out too quick. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I feel like I, I, I think he should have given another year or two, and and you would have definitely seen him uh, on the podium every weekend. He, he was on the podium a good bit, but as far as uh, being consistent, you know that was something like you said he would be the fastest on hill one, and hill two something may come up and bite him, and I I, I can uh, attest for that. I, I've been there before, and and I know it, it hurts, but. Uh, I feel like, like you said, maybe life got in the way. Uh, baseball came around. A lot of people decide to, uh, you know, go different routes or different paths. And, and I'm glad to see that he's back into the sport. Yeah, I, th- I think whenever he does uh, show back up with it, and I don't think it's ready. I don't, I don't think it, I think it was just a roller. Right. So it may take him a while to get it back out. And, but I look forward to seeing him back out on the hills. And 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 there's been a lot of change. Uh, this year and a lot of people <clears throat> excuse me a lot of people having trouble so i don't know I, th- I think the field's wide open right uh coming into the windrock race of course i think uh man we've been sitting here watching uh justin wheels run this buggy around it's uh the, it's going to be a new um i think it has potential to have a new podium almost right every week right there's so many drivers showing up with uh reconditioned rigs and new rigs um you know some of them are getting facelifts uh chris wygant's over there doing shock tuning uh, chris i'm sorry if i mispronounce your last name i've but, never attempted but, it but uh i just kind of blacked out and his last name came out of my mouth but uh <laughs> he's been over there working tirelessly trying to get these guys set up uh, he's been working on cooper bentley's buggy this morning and he's been doing justin wheels buggy so uh, Justin has been on the hills playing around trying to do some shock tuning and I, I'm like you I really feel like we're gonna see some some new faces on the podium this season yeah and I, I think that's good for the sport and and we're going to talk to uh, a guy later or, or you know in the interview I do later um, I really think that guy he, he he I think you'll see him on the boxes at some point this season right uh moving on you know we talked a little bit when i went down to daytona uh talked to hubert and hubert had some big news about some things coming out in the utv uh racing right and and part of that is starting to leak out uh speed utv regardless of how you feel about them uh robbie when he actually does produce something and those UTVs are, are finally hitting the market, which right. a lot of people gave him grief over that deal. But realistically, when you start a brand new company, you're building something from the ground up. Right. Three years, you know, he didn't start with a Razor 800 or something. He, he started with something that should be competitive with anything in the market today. Right. So I, I think a lot of people gave them grief for being a little slow to get to market, but you know they've done well. But now Robbie has decided to one up everybody, and uh, he says he's building an LS7 UTV full tube chassis production model that me and you can go buy for the only reason is to run hammers, the mint, Baja. And he wants to run them in the stock class. Right. An LS7. That That is going to be definitely interesting if they let him do that. I don't think they'll let him do that, but I think they'll have a hard time with him. 
Well, as you know, in some of the other series, it all depends on the rules, how the the verbiage is worded. There's always loopholes that people try to, to weave in and out of to get what they want. And it, I'm trying to remember what series we ran and it, for it to be considered this, a stock class machine, there had to have been at least 50 machines in production, which, you know, would open up to say a, a company, um, you know, like Busted Knuckle or Razor Sharp Customs, somebody that produces these uh, turnkey rigs, as soon as they get 50 of them out on the, the floor, you know, out into the world, you know, that opens the, the door up for it to be considered a, a stock class well, rig. So that, that's That is, as far as I know, that's the rules in most of those classes. It's pretty much the same thing. But I don't – I still – it's an LS7. Right. It's not – at some point, and his 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 complaint was Polaris is putting out this uh, the Pro R, right? Which it they more or less developed a class I think for that Pro R, right? But it's a whatever it is a two thousand, I don't know two thousand cc buggy. Uh, he's saying if they can do that, then why can't he put a, I mean an LS seven with a with sequential transmission, no belt, no nothing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the purpose is right and then you know is that something that he's going to try to make to like a, a cvt transmission or is it going to go straight to no a, it's it's a uh, actual uh, like sequential straight out of like a nascar car so it's going straight to transaxle like a transmission yep. then so it's it's basically paddle first shifters thing, first thing it pops in my mind is going to be like a sand rail car yeah um so which is very common out west well that's basically what it is but he's doing some things to it so it falls into the utv line but i still don't i think he's <laughs> that's I'm, i mean I, I don't have a dog in the fight and i don't either but i think it's ridiculous Brian, yeah I, I feel like it's a little far-fetched but if he can pull that off I'm, i mean more power to him and that's that's basically uh, you and i had this conversation a, a while back uh, a lot of those uh, manufacturers and uh, companies they look at certain races they could care less about certain series but there are like four or five races a year that everybody throws their money at and looks at and that may be the, his way of, of making the statement but if you jesus christ an ls7 if you showed up to a razor race with an ls7 and you won what happens if he shows up and he loses you know what I'm saying? Right. The risk reward there is just not right. If you win, you've won nothing because right. you're running a V8 against uh, you know some two cylinders and a four cylinder. Right. So if you win, you've won nothing. If you lose, you lost all credibility <laughs> in anything. I think he's just doing smoke and mirrors, trying to piss some people off. Uh, but that being said, uh, there is things coming down the pipeline much like that without the LS7 from some of these other manufacturers. Uh, rumor is Polaris is changing their uh, race program much the same as as Robbie's doing. They're going to build some tube chassis. They're going to put make enough to be production. I think they're still going to keep the Polaris base engine though. Right. They're going to keep Polaris base. Uh, I think they're going to keep Polaris base. You know, transmissions, all that jazz. But it's going to be a full tube chassis. It'll probably be like a billet block engine or something ridiculous. Right. It'll probably have billet transmissions in it. But they're building that to race. And I, I don't know. At some point, it, it's it's a little out of hand. 
because we're losing relation with the customers. Right. And so I don't know what these guys are doing, but but that's, I don't know, whatever they want to do, I guess. That's, <laughs> it's that's their right. money. They, they've got the money to do it. And like you said, I, I agree with you. It's like, uh, you know, they're so focused on the racing aspect of it. Um, you know, where's the development of that company going when it comes time for the consumer? Uh, a lot of consumers don't have the funds to... Uh, you know, go spend a hundred thousand dollars on a turnkey race rig just to go trail ride in or go to the dunes in, and you know those those that do, uh, you know, they'll be right there waiting in line to to sign for it. But um, you know, I just don't know if that's a smart marketing move on on that that part. Well, I know they sell a lot of units out west, and and there's no denying that. And there's the dune riders are are huge, but at some point these these UTV companies are going to have to start paying some more attention to this side of the country right because i mean they had the rock and trail edition for a while right and they had the right idea with like polaris did they had the right idea with that unit but all they done was put a gated shifter in, in gear reduction in it right you know so they know it's here and if they would have built a solid machine to start with that machine would still be around right and i don't know i just i just think they're missing a, a big big market in the east coast uh, you know, we've been trying to get them involved with rock racing on the East Coast for a long time. Um, nah, I, I just don't get it. Uh, so, like I said, we're here at Wind Rock. Uh, so, you, you guys are probably going to hear some ambient noises. Uh, I heard some frogs there a minute ago. Uh, so, we've got a lot coming out from Wind Rock this weekend. Uh, we've got an interview set up with uh, Justin Wills. We're going to be doing that tonight or tomorrow. Uh, we've got some more guests. So we're going to be trickling out some new episodes the next two or three weeks. Uh, everybody stay uh, stay uh, up on that. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you like everything. Rate, follow, review. All the all the things that you're supposed to do, go do that. Uh, anything else you want to hit, sir? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited for this episode. Well, I've not let you listen to it yet. I've already got the interview done. It's ready. Uh I think you'll like it, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you I'm gonna check your phone and make sure you're following us too. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> All right, guys. There you are from Winrock Park. See you. Did you know Lake Cumberland's number one UTV accessory store is located right in the heart of Monticello? That's right. At Rock Life Off Road, we carry top brands such as L and W Fab, Super ATV, Sedona Tire and Wheel, and much more. We have a full service and installation area as well as a fully stocked showroom with anything you could possibly need. Located in the former Lakeview Yachts Houseboat Factory at 2868 East Highway 90. Stop by or give us a call. 606-396-4615. Today we've got a very special guest with us. Most of you probably don't know him. Uh, some of the racers, some of the trail riders do. His name is Jason Phelps. Uh, you know... I have been told by a couple different people that that uh, you've been around a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, is that is that accurate, or do you just did you just fall into a, a, a group of of guys that were involved in it? Uh, kind of just went to a couple races, uh, met some of the drivers, talked to them, become friends with some of them, uh, and then just kind of randomly reached out to Timmy and said, "Hey, you know, you want to sell your UTV buggy at the end of the year?" And he was like. 
I don't know, maybe. And then he was like, you know, he got back with me a little bit later and he was like, yeah, I think I would. I mean, basically it just gives him a reason to build another one, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. So, and, and well, he likes to, he doesn't keep nothing very long. It seems like he's always moving from one thing to another. Yeah. He stays busy. Well, sure. trying to innovate, I think. Um, so this is, this is probably going to be your first media appearance of, of any reason. And you kind of alluded to it. The reason why, uh, you ended up with the, with the Timmy buggy. Uh, now we'll, we'll back up a little bit and then we'll get into that. Where, where are you from? You, you local to Timmy? Is that how you got to know him? Or are you around here? No, I live in Somerset, um, self-employed. Uh, so I found out about you back, uh, probably last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, after we had talked, you told me you'd been down here, and but I'm horrible with names and places. Yeah. I see yeah, so yeah. many people. Yeah. But um, I'd seen some, I think it was a Brandon buggy, uh, tube chassis, mm-hmm. razor. I'd seen it on Marketplace, and uh, I seen that it was in the next county over, and I'm like, who in the hell up there has got Brandon's buggy? And then I seen some more pictures, and then somebody else come in here, and they're like, hey, he's there's like two or three up there. And I'm like, well, who is the guy? And nobody, nobody down here knew. Right. Nobody right. I talked to knew. So yeah. it was kind of a big mystery. Yeah. Like, how do we have a neighbor that is has all this stuff that we have no idea who he is? So, uh, you know, that was that was kind of I don't know. Um, that was probably all in our heads, but it seemed like it was a big mystery. Uh, so what? What you said you do yourself employed? Uh, mm-hmm. As most people in this sport are, I've noticed most people are either construction workers or real estate or, mm-hmm. or something because the average person it's so hard to take off work uh never mind the expense that's a whole nother we'll talk about that another day but it's so hard to take off if you're like wade i don't know how wade does it he works a, a factory job i mm-hmm. think yeah you know and he must have some really good people there with him pushing him because to be able to take off work as much as it is required to run all these races is almost impossible. Right. So that's why I think you see most of the guys doing like, you know, self-employment and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get right into it. The real reason you're here, uh, is the upcoming season. And, um, you know, this is a a rock bouncing podcast and, and, you know, most people are like, well, well, what's okay. He's got Timmy's razor buggy, big deal. Right. Uh, the real reason we got you down here is, uh, you ended up with uh, the tyrant buggy. Yeah, apparently there's been a lot of talk about that on social media. There has been uh, a lot of people. Timmy, I, I did hear Timmy's interview with Nick the other day, and Timmy mentioned your name, Jason, mm-hmm. in the interview, and uh, but nobody really could pinpoint down where it was, uh, and, and I don't know why it became such a mystery. Yeah, and I don't either. I think it is because you know Brandon historically that's been the chain of ownership. It's yeah. been Timmy to Brandon. Sure. And, and, and uh, for some reason, I don't know why maybe Brandon didn't want this one or whatever. Uh, you know, and again, I went down last year in April, I think to Timmy's and looked at the UTV buggy and he said, I'll sell it, uh, after the season's over. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So he finished out the season with it. Uh, I went back down there, picked it up, uh, we stayed in contact, you know, talking about that, you know, because I'm brand new to all this. You know, I have no idea what I need to do, what <laughs> I need to have, all that stuff. It's all brand new. So then um, we got to talking about big buggies just randomly. 
And I asked him, I said, you know, do you think you'll, you know, sell Tyrant in a year or two or something like mm-hmm. that? And at first he was like, no, I don't, I don't think I'll probably sell this one. You know, it's, I like it. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So then, I don't know, a couple months later, uh, he uh, randomly texted me one evening and was like, if I do decide to sell it, uh, would you be interested? And then that's kind of how that started. So it, uh, Tyrant, of course, it was built new uh, for last season. Mm-hmm. I don't know the stats on it. I I messaged Timmy and sent him my number because I was going to do some research on it and sure. figure figure out how many uh, 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 podiums and whatnot it had gotten. Uh, but he left me on red. Damn it! Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many podiums it's <laughs> it got. was a bunch. However uh, many races it was at, I think. However many races it was yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. So and that's. I mean, uh, are you planning on on going to try and race that deal this year? I'm going to race it for sure. Um, first time in a big bouncer ever. Never driven one in my life. So, just kind of jumped in feet first on that. Uh, I've driven it a little bit. Uh, actually took it out on a ride over at Wildcat uh, a couple weekends ago. Had a little incident. Uh, <laughs> went up uh, went up the hills about three times. Uh, went up the fourth time. Uh, had a transmission line failure and had a had a fire. So I don't know if a lot of people know that or not. So uh, it's uh, under damage control right now, trying to get that fixed. So I will not be able to take it to Windrock, which is what I'd originally planned to do with it. So, um, was, was you running the the race course hills over there? Yes. Yeah. Was it? How how did it feel to you? Was it was it comfortable? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, it felt good as far as that goes. It, I mean, uh, man, I I just can't imagine. I I tried racing. We built my buggy in um, uh, Gilbert built it in 2019, and I was going to run the UTV Cup class. And because uh, I'm not down for that bounty stuff, them boys are crazy. Yeah. And uh, I'd run, the, uh, I run the UTV Cup class, and I tried. I only run like five races, mm-hmm. but my problem was I just I didn't have any seat time. First time I drove the buggy really was my first race. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh shit, what am I doing? Right. Yeah. And I remember we had headsets, and um, Ty boy used to used to work here, used to run with us. He was. Uh, I went up this little nothing hill. And uh, I, looking back at it now, I'm kind of crazy. But he was in the – I got halfway up it and then backed out. And he's in my ear going, what are you doing? Go, go, right, go. Right, right. And uh, I just didn't have a clue. But I, I couldn't imagine going from something, you know, with 200, 250 horsepower to something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, especially for a starter buggy. Yeah, it's pretty unreal. It's. A, I mean, do we got training wheels on that thing? Yeah. It's, it, I mean, I need training wheels with it. Honestly, it's. Uh, I can't imagine something built like that with tires that big that is that fast. Like it doesn't make any sense. No. Like it not shouldn't be possible. It doesn't me either. And now that I have driven it at home a little bit and over there, like the guys that do this week in and week out, I mean, they don't get enough credit for what they do. Yeah, I was really. Now Wade's a wheel man, and hundred uh, percent, he come in. Uh, you know, raced full time last year, and mm-hmm. him and Timmy had a had a epic battle throughout the year. But he he got that buggy uh, the fall before, and he got in it just like he'd been doing it his whole life. Yeah, and I mean he he drives it. I mean it looks effortless. Yeah. to watch him do it. Yeah, I, mean, I it just really does. Uh, the talent that some of these guys have is uh, is unreal. So 
And I heard your other podcast, and you mentioned some names, but I mean, there's so many people that have an opportunity to be on that podium every race this year. Oh, it's I mean, going to be unreal. It's crazy to with, think about. With with Timmy stepping aside, and it, it doesn't sound like he's got anything ready to race, doesn't sound like he's really even that interested in it. Uh, with him stepping aside, that opens you know, the Pandora's box. It, mm-hmm. it could be – I expect you'll see Wade up there pretty consistently, but outside of that name, it could be different people. I mean, you've Every got week. Daniel and Brandon. And I yep. mean, look at what uh, Cooper Bentley did the first race out. I yep. mean, he's on the podium. Yep. And I mean, that kid can drive. Yeah. Yeah. I know. He, he, he stole our championship last year. And I mean, when Clint gets his motor fixed, I mean, he's got as good opportunities anybody to be up on the podium. So I used to work with, uh, with Clint when, when he first got, I was one of his first sponsors. He got in the UTV buggy mm-hmm. and then, uh, uh, a couple of years went through and then, then me and him had a little falling out and, uh, I didn't talk to him for a while and I seen him at Hollerwood last year yeah. and I walked up to him and I was like, dude, I didn't know how this was going to turn out with you in that big buggy, but I think he is more comfortable in that than he ever was in a razor buggy. I agree. Yeah. Cause he, he hit that the ground running. And I, I mean, he's, pretty good. he's an excellent driver. Yeah. So you definitely can't count him out or any of these other guys. Like I know, uh, Justin's got a new buggy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it's literally a toss up and I mean, anybody's name I don't mention, I'm not doing it on purpose. I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like it's wide open out there now. I mean, it's just, there's so many guys that have so much talent. I talked to, uh, Justin the other day and, and I think he's at Windrock right now you know, trying to get that buggy dialed in, yep. doing some shock tuning and things yep. like that. So he's he's going in head first this year and I I think he has a possibility of, of being right there in the mix every weekend. Well we're going to Windrock. Uh the U T V buggy I got, uh it'll be there. Uh one of my good friends, Nate's gonna be driving it. And then uh my son's gonna be driving his Razor two hundred racing in the youth class. Right on. So he's five years old. Right on. So he's gonna be out there, uh, this will be his first race. So I'm glad they they're doing that youth class. Uh, I was really excited last year. It, uh, we didn't know how it was going to take up. Of course it, it kind of come about at a weird time because the one seventies were going away and the two mm-hmm. hundreds were coming in. And, uh, but man, it, the, the youth class, I think I seen 15 entries. Yeah. I think that's what somebody told me. There's going to be 15 kids mm-hmm. running this year. And that seems like it was way more than like at Hollywood last year yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to be a good, good deal this year. Now you mentioned somebody was run, who's running the Nate. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Bell. Nate Bell. Has he ever raced before? Nope. First time. Ooh. Ooh. All I can say is I'm glad we're running. I think we're running in the bowl on the backside. I don't think we're running the front. And he's running bounty class. Well, that's still better on the backside. That's still better on the backside than it would be on the front. Now, if my first race, my first race in 19 was actually supposed to be Windrock mm-hmm. and my buggy didn't get done. And we were walking around, uh, the morning of the race and I was looking up at the hills and I was like, you know what? I'm pretty happy it didn't get done. Yeah. I'm glad this got pushed out a little bit. Those are some long hills on the front side down there to say the least. They and that would have been. That would have been an interesting first race for me as well. It's intimidating. Uh, had I not had that happen. So uh, the backside's a little little more tame though. So uh it's got that one big hill, but it's a lot more coursey. 
uh, on that backside, but but it, it's got a bigger room and there's more racing to be had, so I kind of like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so as far as Tyrant goes, is everything pretty much the same as from when uh, Timmy had it? What do you know? What what motor and stuffs in that in that deal? It is, man. Don't quote me wrong. I mean, Shecklett Motorsports built it LSX with a whipple on it. I think it's tuned down now to around twelve hundred. Oh, gee, Tuned down to twelve hundred. When he first got it, it was about sixteen hundred, and he said that it was too much. I could imagine that at some point you're just blowing the tires off. Yeah, I mean, I think that was it. You just couldn't control it. Whatever direction it was pointed, that's the way it went. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I probably need it tuned down another six hundred at least from that. I, I that's the problem with some of those high horsepower engines. It it almost hurts them to to they need to scream yeah and that one is built to go yeah i mean it's not built to lug around or to baby I no mean, you I, know. I, he's always been known for for you know he was always of course he was the favorite everywhere we went but when when we went to uh when talking about windrock again when we were running the big hills on the other side you know that uh that right hand hill is a horsepower hill i mean mm-hmm. that's just point and go and you know he was always tough to beat on that hill yeah uh so so you say you've not gotten to drive it very much Mm-mm. uh any expectations do you have any goals for the year uh stay off my top that's a uh, good one to have finish a course and i mean i know a lot of people have been online talking uh, about who's got it and all this stuff but i mean it don't matter what buggy you're driving I mean, it matters who's behind the wheel. It does. I mean, and you don't have to have this to do that or that to do this. I mean, well, you know, if I finish a course anywhere I go, I'm going to be happy with it. Well, we've seen year to year, Timmy would build a buggy, he'd sell it to somebody, and he'd go out and run it. Mm-hmm. And then he'll sell that one, and he'll go out and run that one. Sure. So uh, I'm not taking anything away from the buggy. Tyrant, I think, is one of the best ones he's ever built. Yeah, I agree. But that man could drive anything, so I, I don't – it's hard to actually put the buggy on a pedestal until a couple people have – Yeah, and that's that's what I'm getting at yeah. exactly. Just because I bought it doesn't mean I'll ever see a podium this year. Well, And, and, and I mean, honestly, I don't expect to because I've got very little seat time in it. I just want to go. I'm just looking for the experience. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot this year. Yeah. And, you know, if I can go and have a good time doing it – I mean, I'll be happy. Yeah, and I think that's important as uh, to set expectations and realistic goals because we we got in our uh, you know we went points racing last year, mm-hmm. first full 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 season we've run, and we went points racing and man, it sucks. It sucks, you know, having to make decisions based on, uh, you know, hey, we're we're so many points here. What do we do? Do we mm-hmm. play it safe or do we go do this or, uh, and so. Just going in and just just enjoying yourself and just having fun, I think, is is very, very, um, very important. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, those guys that are out there every weekend that go to every race or they race all the National Rock Race, they race all the Outlaws. I mean, they don't get the credit they deserve. No. That is so much more than anybody can understand to put on your plate. Well, it's and it's not the... It's not the racing. It's the travel. It's the making, keeping the buggies together. That's what I'm saying. All the above. It's I mean, un- the effort that it takes it's and unreal. the support system they have to have to pull it off. I mean, it's just. So the March schedule, uh, 
course, Outlaw was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that's February. Windrock is, uh, you know, March 3rd and 4th. Mm-hmm. The next weekend's Disney. Mm-hmm. The next weekend's Outlaw. Yeah, is that Sugar Creek? Yeah. Okay. And then the next weekend's Wildcat. Right. And I don't even know what's after that. And so there's several of those guys. Like, uh, I know Wade will probably do it. Uh, I think I seen Jay Stortz was going to be doing it. Brandon will probably be doing it. You know, that's – I don't know how you guys keep – machines together long enough no that's what i'm saying the amount of work and effort that those guys put in besides the driving mm-hmm. alone is just i mean it's it's incredible yeah it's 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 a lot of work they definitely don't get the praise they deserve no they don't uh now you ended up with uh are you going to be racing after you know w- once we get past this weekend and get into whenever the buggy comes out i know mm-hmm. i know we talked and you were kind of shooting for for wildcat but whenever the buggy gets done and comes out are you going to be doing the UTVs too, or are you going to let the is the other guy going to continue? To I'd run say it? Nate will probably drive the UTV to any race we go to, and I'm going to focus on trying to drive the big buggy as much as I possibly can, and just spend as much time in the seat as I can. Yeah, that's that's the big thing is is getting the trail ride. Now, uh, you said Timmy has the buggy now and is is trying to get it uh, back in 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 condition for you. So hopefully we'll get to see that dude at Wildcat. I look forward to that because uh, we'll. Uh, that is one of the races that we're going. To, I'm going to be able to attend. Well, sure. I, I only get to go to about half, uh, and we talked about this in the first episode. You know, I, I don't know how these guys do it. It is what we do, but with owning the shop here, I only get to go to about half of the races. I wish I could go to more, but uh, so I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing you at at Wildcat, and we'll be rooting you on and anything that uh, you need from us. Yeah, it'll be uh, um, it'll be interesting. I'm sure, to hey, say the least. It'll it, Wildcat is not too extreme. That's that's the good part. I don't know what lines they're going to be having you guys run, but the the little stair step deal shouldn't be an issue. The little cut rock that they go up. You know, the one year we tried to go up, what we come down last year off and, the ledge. Yeah, yeah, and that is an almost impossible yeah. climb. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad they decided to, to bring us down that last year. Uh, so it's it's actually in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty tame compared to some. Sure. So that was where my first race was. Uh, I, th- I think you'll do good. Well, I, that's the plan is to try to have it ready and be over there. Uh, and if it's you know done before then, then you know we'll see what's what's available to go to and go from there. Yeah, the outlaw race. I've never been to the. Uh, is that i think that's fritz's place didn't somebody say that was fritz's place sugar creek i don't know i've never been there i've I've not either but i know sugar creek is a i think it's a private uh place and then uh, of course disney that's a man that's a haul yeah Uh, won't be going there no i I don't blame you Uh, a bit sugar creek i think is about three and a half hours yeah it's over in the paducah area yeah that's not too bad well but we'll see yeah hopefully we'll get that dude ready for winter um Man, I'm trying to think. Is uh, is there anything you want you would want the audience to know going into uh, the season? Uh, like I said, I, I know you're you're brand new. Some of the racers know you. A lot of the fans probably don't. Uh, you know, today was really about just talking about the buggy, where it ended up, uh, kind of setting some expectations because I, I would hate for you to go into your first race and everybody go, "Oh, that's Timmy," or "Oh, that's Timmy's right, buggy." Yeah. yeah. 
and and so setting some expectations for the crowd you know this you, you are a rookie driver 100 percent uh as so, green as they get so yeah <laughs> so don't ex, don't expect him i mean if he he, he may pull one on his no uh, once he, i take off and run the first time you'll clearly know that it's not him <laughs> driving the buggy that something's different yeah so so when you show up to whatever race it is uh you know just having some expectations i just getting some of that pressure off your shoulder I think uh, I think it'd help. And, yeah, uh, the expectations for sure are just to be able to finish the course. If I can finish the hills, I mean, I'll be I'll be super excited. This that year. that was always my goal when I raced. We uh, I run five or six races the year I run, and uh, I had a, a teammate. Of course, you're allowed in the, mm-hmm. in the National Rock Race Association. You're right. allowed a teammate, and I teamed up with Brandon Grapevine out in Oklahoma. And uh, between me and him, we had zero. DNFs. I turned over once and got completely lost at Dirty Turtle. Had no idea where I was going. I just stopped on the track and I was looking at the the safety guys going, "Somebody tell me, yeah, point me in the where right direction." To go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but we didn't have any DNFs, so we, that's we were we were kind of slow. Uh, but we had a goal. Uh, but yeah, Clyde had a uh, uh, finish sheet that he would put out, and on the left side, I mean, it was just you know left and right. It just it was like 10, 20 names or whatever. But my goal was to finish on the left-hand side of that sheet, which normally meant top 10, top 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were on the right-hand side of the sheet, you were really slow or didn't finish. Right. So right. That, that was my goal was just to get on that left side and, and to get a finish. So yeah, that if, was pretty if good. If I can finish, I'll be happy. Like I said, I don't expect to be on a podium this year. I mean, these guys have been doing this season after season i mean they put their time in they're all really really good drivers so once, well, once you get some seat time in that rig you've you've got a perfectly capable machine uh i don't think it'll be a surprise if you make it there before the year's out i'm just i'm just excited to get to go and get to race alongside these guys and stuff i just think it'll be fun it's cool i've been with the national rock race association since 2016 as a sponsor vendor driver team owner in some capacity uh from then i'm i'm kind of like you i've i've got a razor buggy i let dan who's usually here i let him drive it for me i tried it not my cup of tea sure uh i enjoy own i enjoy owning the razor way more than i did driving i don't know i just stayed so nervous um uh, and owning it i it's just i don't know i get to watch them do it I get to be the proud dad when he does good. Right, yeah. You know, yeah, for I, sure. I, I, I enjoy that more. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll see you out on the hill soon. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, I think you pretty much covered it. There you go, guys. Jason Phelps on Out the Top. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.